Do, 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 do. Hello, friendos. This is your old pal, Rachel. I know that this is only our second podcast together, but I feel as if we are truly becoming better friends already. So, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I... This is day number six of social isolation during COVID-19. Uh, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, not that like you should be feeling good about a virus, I suppose, but I'm just feeling good about life in general, I think. Um, of course, I'm not without my fears. I'm not without, you know, suspicions and fears and phobias and whatnot. Um, but in general, I do feel pretty positive right now. Um, I do have my days where I feel less positive. Um, but today I think it's going to be a good day. Uh, I picked up second shift today, so I'm recording this actually at like nine o'clock in the morning. Um, excuse me. Um, and I'll be working uh, this whole evening. So, yeah, I think this morning, what's on my agenda? This morning, I feel like I'm going to record this pod. I'm going to try to finish binding my quill. And again, if you didn't listen to the last podcast or you're like, Rachel, remind me what the heck binding is. I'll tell you right now, dear listener. Um... (laughs) Um, binding is essentially, um, the edge of a quilt. Um, so I have the entire top, middle, and bottom of the quilt finished. Now it just needs kind of like an edge all around it. Um, and so I cut out some fabric strips and sewed them all together, um, a few days ago. And now all I really have to do is, uh, sew the edge of the quilt on. And so it can have that really nice, you know, feel to it. And so just being like all jaggedy edged and whatnot. Um, So yeah, uh, I think I'm going to do that today. Um, What else is on my agenda? Mm. Sorry, you know, sometimes I hiccup. I can't help it. And I'm not going to edit it out because this is just how I talk in real life. Sometimes hiccups interrupt my real life. So definitely not going to edit that out. (laughs) um so yeah i doing a pod quilting um gonna probably take a walk it's gonna be a nice sunshiny day i think um here in michigan where i'm at it is currently 37 degrees but it's supposed to get up to around 50 although it's gonna rain this afternoon so I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love a nice rainy day. Like, rainy days are really fun sometimes. Although, <clears throat> I think it's even more kind of hard when you're already in isolation and you're like, I would just like to have a nice rainy day with my friends. But no, this time we're like forced to be inside. <laughs> but anyways. um, Yeah, so... Yeah, it's supposed to reach 50 degrees, so I'm going to try to get outside just before the rain hits, I think, and then I'll go into work. Might call some friends, might 
text some people, see how they're doing. Because, guys, it's important to check in with your friends. Like, seriously, text that person that you haven't talked to in, like, a year. And I'm sure they'll be happy to hear from you, you know. Unless it's somebody you kind of, like, dated and then ghosted. In which case, they might not be happy to hear from you. (laughs) Um, But no, I... I would definitely try to get in contact with all of your uh, lovely friendos out there. Um, Because it's always nice to hear from people you haven't heard from in a while. Uh, uh, I'm going to call my grandparents today again, too. Uh, This is not the best time for people who are, you know, immune systems may be compromised, suppressed... Um, and you know, older people, they do have immune systems that are somewhat weakened by age, which really sucks. Um, so, you know, a lot of your grandparents that were probably not going outside, not getting, uh, enough social time, exercise, stuff like that. So this might be a really nice time to give them a call and just, um, Tell them you love them and you're thinking about them and, you know, shoot the breeze, you know, have a stupid conversation with them about, you know, uh, what's your favorite taco uh, thing to stuff in your taco or whatever. Um, You know, just silly things. Talk about silly things because that's, I think, what brings the joy up in these times. Okay, guys, sorry if there was just a long pause. I ended up having to clear my throat, um, and it was rather loud, so I just edited that out. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you guys experience the same phenomenon, but um, whenever I drink, like, anything dairy-related in the morning, like, milk especially, um... I just totally, it like coats my throat almost and it makes me like almost like, sorry, this doesn't, I don't mean to sound a little bit TMI, but you know, it almost like gives me a little bit more mucus kind of in my throat and I end up clearing my throat a lot to kind of like get that off. Um, But anyways, yes, sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry about the long pause. We'll get back into things now. Um... Yeah, so today on the podcast agenda, um, I'm going to share another recipe with you guys that I loved um, making. It's a new, th- it's another New York Times recipe. Shout out New York Times because you're awesome, New York Times. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to clear my throat like once or twice more, I think, throughout the podcast. Uh, and you'll just have to bear with me because... I don't feel like editing all that out. (laughs) Anyways, another New York Times recipe. I'm actually going to share a song with you guys today, Um, but I don't want to play it necessarily because I'm not sure if the audio will pick up super well. Um, Plus, I don't know anything about like copyright concerns, so... Yeah, I'm just going to kind of describe it for you guys. And then I'm going to leave a link in the description of the podcast. So and it'll be a YouTube link. So if you guys want to go to YouTube and um, 
uh, listen to the song, uh, it would make me so happy uh, because it's one of my favorite songs. Um, And spoiler alert, it's classical music because I am a classical music nerd. Um, All of my BFFs who know me so well know that I only, I almost exclusively listen to classical music. Um, I'm not a big fan of pop music, um, at least as it stands right now. Uh, I sometimes listen to some of the old pop songs I grew up with, like in middle school. Um, I found myself listening to Umbrella by Rihanna the other day, featuring (laughs) Jay-Z, and I actually really dug it. Um, but other than that, you know, I'll listen to like Mr. Brightside once in a while and have a good smile to myself. Um, but in general, I'm a huge classical music person. I also listen to movie soundtracks, um, that I really enjoy. Uh, I, the most recent one I've been listening to a little bit is... Uh, the Little Women soundtrack uh, from the 2019 film by Greta Gerwig. Guys, super, super good movie. I've already watched it. I watched it three times in theaters and I cried every single time at that one part. You know which part I'm talking about if you've ever seen Little Women. And I've now bought it on Amazon as well and watched it two more times. um yeah because it just came out on amazon like a few days ago or maybe a week ago and i've already watched it twice because i love it so much but it has this really delightful soundtrack by um i'm gonna mispronounce his name aggressively uh alexandra desplat um so sorry to the wonderful Mr. Desplat, if I have mispronounced your name. But, uh, love, just absolutely lovely soundtrack. Um, it's very calm, peaceful, but it has those kind of like really moving moments. Uh, and it's just really thrilling. I love listening to it. So if you have Spotify, I would recommend, and you are into movie soundtracks, I don't know if you are or not, but if it's your thing, then definitely go give it a listen. Uh, Other than that, I do listen to some older rock and roll, you know, typical stuff like Queen. Uh, uh, I do listen to... I have these... Okay, this is another kind of deep dive into my Spotify I have these two playlists I listened to that I curated myself uh, called, I named them, one of them is Old Timey Tunes, which is music anywhere from like the 40s to the 70s. And then one of them is called Oldies But Goodies, which is kind of 80s to 90s mostly. Although there's definitely... uh, some songs that kind of fall out of that range. But yeah, no, I love both of those playlists. They're just a bunch of old songs that I adore. Um, let me, maybe I'll take you through. Okay. I'll take you through some old timey tunes. 
Um, this is no joke. An almost five hour long playlist full of old timey songs. It starts off with Elvis and then some Beatles, the who Patsy Cline, Joni Mitchell, John Denver, Bob Dylan, uh, Peter, Paul and Mary, uh, Credence Clearwater revival, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, Van Morrison, the Mamas and the Papas, uh, Ray Charles, Bob Seger, The Foundations, Benny King, Sam Cooke, Otis Redding, uh, Chuck Berry, The Doors, uh, Jimi Hendrix, The Fifth Dimension, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, uh, more Credence Clearwater Revival, some Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons, another Elvis song. There, It's kind of all random, but... And then it just devolves into a lot of random stuff. Uh, one song that I got into <laughs> that's on here that's probably more of a inside joke, haha funny song rather than a serious song that I love is Never Ending Story. <laughs> because I heard it for the first time, actually, on Stranger Things Season 3. There's a moment, I think, in the last episode of Stranger Things Season 3. I'm not going to spoil it. Don't worry. But that song comes up in that episode. And it's really a great moment that I adore with all of my heart. <laughs> and I just love listening to that song now. So it's in there. Anyways, so that's that playlist. So I am going to include a song in the description of today's playlist um, that's classical. And then I'm going to discuss some more questions. And then I think that'll be it for today's pod. I don't want to make it a super long pod. Like, I think 45 minutes is usually long enough for people in general. And so maybe if I make a shorter pod today, that it'll be kind of more digestible. I don't know. I'm still experimenting, obviously, with the format of this. So if you have any suggestions at all, you know, leave a comment on my Twitter. Um... My Twitter is at Quarantine Times. Uh, and my Facebook page is just Quarantine Things. And I think that's all the social media I'm doing right now. Oh, God, I really hope you can't hear that, but my garage door just opened. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to let it happen. I'm going to ride this one out. It's going to last. F- oh, there it is. It just ended. Uh, I bet it's going to close whenever the person entering the house, you know, (laughs) finishes entering the house. So we'll just wait for that and we'll write it out too. You know, no big deal. We take things very easily and smoothly here on Just Quarantine Things. (laughs) There it is. I knew it was going to come. I hope it's not super loud, but... My room in the house is just above the garage, so you can imagine my childhood was filled with um, 
lots of garage door noises. And uh, it's also the coldest room in the house, uh, which is nice during the summertime because it's like natural air conditioning. But maybe not so nice during the wintertime, in which case I just pile like three blankets on my bed. Anyways. So, oh yeah, and I forgot to, okay, I am already messing up this podcast. I'm going to do the song, I'm going to do the recipe, and then I'm going to do questions, and then I'm just going to be done. So, first the song. The song is called Scaramouche. It is by uh, Milhoud. Let me check that really quick because I don't want to, I don't want to just make that up. Uh, yes, it's by Milhoud. And this is a piano duet that is played by Martha Agarich and Eugenie Kissin. I really hope I haven't mispronounced your guys' names. Apologies if I did. Um, again, uh, this is a song that I absolutely love. This is a great piano duet. And it has three movements. It's called, the first one is called Vif. The second movement is called Modere. And the third movement is called Brasiliera. And all three movements are gorgeous. The first one is very peppy, very, um, just very exciting, moving really fast. Uh, the second movement is more calm, uh, very reflective, tranquil. Um, but still has those kind of like gripping moments that really uh, pull you in. And then the third movement is just a ton of fun. It's super fast paced and just this great melody. You can really feel these kind of like dance vibes from it. Um, I just, oh, I love it so much. I've literally been listening to this song for years and years and years and years. Um, I first heard it performed when I was part of a chamber music camp way back in the day. Um, if you guys are more interested in hearing about chamber music camp, I'll happily describe it on a future pod. <laughs> um, but the, yes, I heard this first performed at chamber music camp and I've been listening to it ever since. Uh, the, this particular video was uploaded nine years ago and has like 300,000 views. Uh, but I'd love to see it get more because I think the recording is just fantastic. It's not like the best audio quality ever because first of all, it was uploaded, you know, nine years ago and it is uh, obviously a very, very old recording. I don't know exactly when it was performed. Um... I, oh, I think it was performed in 2001. So it's not as old as I thought it was. But it's still just... It's an outstanding piece, guys. If you want to give it a listen, I'd really love it. Uh, you know, go support classical music. Because I love classical music. <laughs> I'll try to recommend non-classical songs in future playlists. Sorry. In future podcasts. Um... If you guys are kind of like, Rachel, stop talking about classical music. Um, then I'll try to recommend, you know, other things that I like. But for the first ep- uh, for the first song 
on the pod. I just want to make it something special that's near and dear to my heart. So that's what I'm going to be posting in the description uh, is just a link to that YouTube video. So go ahead and give it a listen if the spirit moves you. Next, I'm going to talk about recipes. Uh, da, da, da. You, you'll notice whatever I do a transition in life or on the podcast, I'm going to hum a little ditty as I do it. I don't know why. That's just how I do things. So this is a recipe that I made, again, off of New York Times Cooking. It's called Vegetarian Chili with Butternut Squash and Moroccan Spices. And it was super good, guys. And it yields six to eight servings, which is like a crazy amount. And if you want to cut this recipe in half, do it. Because I know I, I cook for myself. And so whenever I do... I make this huge amount. Again, I talked about portions on the last ep of the pod. And I always make these humongous portions that it takes me like a week or a week and a half to like eat. So please, for the love of everything in this universe, half this recipe. (laughs) Anyways. So it calls for olive oil. And when when things call for olive oil, you want to be kind of careful because especially for these kinds of recipes, I find that if I under olive oil something, it will kind of end up, you know, the, the ingredients will end up sticking to the bottom of the pan or the pot or whatever. And if I over olive oil things, then it comes out oily. So I would be careful with the amounts of olive oil you use. I would I would start with a small amount, like maybe one to two tablespoons. And if you find that the stuff is sticking to the bottom of the pot or something like that, then I would, you know, add some more. But I wouldn't put like a super liberal amount in. Just be careful. Whatever you do. Okay, so olive oil, uh, a large yellow onion, uh, chili powder, paprika, cumin, cinnamon, garlic. And then this is where um, the interesting ingredients come in. You've got uh, butternut squash, chickpeas, vegetable broth, crushed tomatoes, tomato paste, brown sugar, kosher salt, a head of cauliflower. And then these are optional. I did not use these personally, but you can feel free to use them. Uh, Sour cream and scallions, which are, you know, for after you finished the the soup slash stew, or I guess this is a chili, whatever. Um, I would, you know, after you finished doing the entire recipe, this is just for serving it. So if you're going to serve it in a bowl to someone, just put um, a, you know, a dollop of sour cream or yogurt on top and some scallions. Uh, this was a super good recipe. You kind of make it, uh, it suggests in a heavy bottom pot or a Dutch oven. Uh, I think I just used 
kind of a large pot. And again, I halved the recipe, so it wasn't like I needed a big stew pot for it. Um, the spices make this taste awesome. Seriously good. I am a big fan of foods from all around the world. And again, this is... Um, uh, the title, it says Moroccan Spices. Seriously, I have no idea if this is, you know, a, like original recipe from Morocco or if it's just, you know, a random person writing this who's been to Morocco. I have no idea. But uh, the chili powder, the paprika, the cumin, and the cinnamon. Oh my gosh, that combination was amazing amazing and i just oh adored it um so yeah i if you go on to new york times cooking you can find this recipe again it's called vegetarian chili with butternut squash and moroccan spices um i would half every single one of these except for maybe the onion i always like using more onion than necessary <laughs> because I love onions and I always use more garlic than necessary because garlic is just the nectar of the gods or whatever and I so I use liberal amounts of garlic whenever something calls for like two or three cloves of garlic I tend to use five six like just a lot more <laughs> And then this is, this is obviously a vegetarian recipe. I tend to cook more vegetarian recipes than I do recipes with meat or in them just because it's kind of how I prefer to eat. I'm not a strict vegetarian by any sense of the imagination. Uh, I eat chicken and fish all the time. Uh, but I think in an ideal world, I would probably eat vegetarian most days of the week and eat chicken and fish once or twice a week. I think that would be my ideal kind of eating pattern. But anyways, you can definitely put meat in this if you want. Like if you want to take out the butternut squash and add um, some sort of ground meat, I think that would be appropriate. Um, Personally, I love the butternut squash in this. It tastes so good, guys. Um, the, the combo of the butternut squash, the chickpeas, and the tomatoes, and the cauliflower, it just makes for such a nice medley of vegetables that I don't recommend like changing the recipe because it's just so good. But, I mean, if you are interested in adding meat or subbing meat for one of the ingredients, then, you know, more power to you. You know, just, you know, use your common sense. Uh, I would probably sub meat for either the chickpeas or the butternut squash um, or just add it. Um, if you're using meat, though, try to use like the healthiest meat possible. If you're using beef, personally, I don't like eating red meat. But if you eat red meat, just try to use a really lean uh, ground beef or something like that. And then, personally, I, whenever something calls for beef, I use ground turkey instead because I think 
it tastes better. It's healthier. It's lean. It's good. Um, but again, that's just me. If you have other suggestions, by all means, you know, talk about it on the Facebook page. Talk about it on the Twitter. Uh, maybe I'll give you a little retweet, a little like, something like that. Just, you know, use hashtag just quarantine things. <laughs> that, that is my plug. My only plug for this episode, I promise. Anyways, yeah, super good recipe. Can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, if you want to, like, look the portions up on this recipe, then just, you know, head over to New York Times Cooking. And uh, you can find everything you need there. All right, let's move on to some questions. All right. Somebody asked, I love this question, by the way. Whoever asked me this question, I forgot who asked me this question, but it was one of my friends. It's seriously one of my favorite questions I've ever been asked. Am I a hunter or a gatherer? Oh my God. Super good question. Honestly, I've been thinking about this one for the last few days, I would say. And I think I'm a gatherer. It's interesting because in life, in general, I'm a pacifist. And I think I would have a hard time, like, killing something. Uh, it, it just, I think it would make me sad. I think that I only use, like, I know this is, like, super abstract and, like, Rachel, what are you talking about? But... I am a pacifist. I only use violence as a mean of self-defense or, you know, like if I had to hunt for my food, I think I could do it, but it would just kind of make me a little bit sad inside if I had to, you know, kill something. Um, I, you know, I do eat meat and fish sometimes and I understand that that is all stuff that is killed for the purposes of eating. And that's okay, but, and that's, I think, kind of why I tend to sway a little bit to the vegetarian side of things as well. I think it's not only more environmentally friendly, but I think, you know, if we live in a society where we killed less animals, I think it would be good. But I don't know. I hope you guys don't see that as me trying to attack meat lovers or anything. I really am not. Um... It's just how I feel about things personally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I Believe me, guys. I know very little about life in general. So if you disagree with me, don't worry. Like, we can still be friends. I promise. <laughs> um, and if you disagree with me or you want to, like, try to change my mind about something, just, again, like, talk to me about it. I don't mind at all. You know, if somebody has a different opinion than me, um, I'm happy to listen as long as we can be respectful and like have meaningful discourse with each other that I think that's the most important thing in terms of, you know, progressing as a society. I think having meaningful, respectful discourse is super important. So don't think just because we don't agree or something like that, that we can't get along because we can definitely get along. I definitely have people with different opinions in my life. And I love them just as much as I love people who have the same opinion as me. So anyways, I know that's like super tangential, 
but I thought it was important to mention. So there's that. Um, what was I even talking about? Jeez. Oh, am I a hunter or gatherer? <laughs> You'll find that I tend to ramble on on the pod because it's a pod. You know, I'm going to get distracted once in a while and lose my train of thought. But that's just me. That's just me how I am in real life. That's me how I am on the pod. So, am I a hunter or a gatherer? I think I would be a gatherer. I think not just because of the I would have a hard time killing animals thing. But I think in general, um, I would find it fascinating to try to learn all the different kinds of plants and figure out which ones are, you know, healthy and what, what, you know, benefits that I gain from eating them or, excuse me, another hiccup, uh, what, what, uh, which ones are poisonous, you know, I think I would have just a great time learning all of that stuff. So I definitely think, um, I would be a gatherer. Um, somebody asked me, when, where, why am I moving? Because <laughs> I mentioned this on the last pod and I didn't really give a lot of context to this. I am moving to Chicago um, in August. Uh, this is because I'm actually going to nursing school. Hooray! Uh, I'm really, really, really excited. Um, and I can't wait, honestly. Uh, I've been working for... About a year, no, I think almost exactly a year in the healthcare industry. Um, I love caring for others. It's just who I am. I think it's my life's purpose. I know that sounds a little bit like I'm a cheese puff, but I believe it's my life calling to take care of others and try to, you know, leave this earth better than I found it. And so... I am going to be going to nursing school in Chicago in the fall. And I mean, hopefully that is a plan that will move forward and that the virus will have at least dissipated somewhat by then, I hope, so that my plans can kind of, you know, move forward. Uh, But yeah, that's why I'm moving. Uh, I have not found an apartment yet, so... (laughs) hit me up if you're in the Chicago area and you need a roommate because I will happily, you know, move in with you. Um, well, I won't move in with a stranger who I don't know well, but so we're, we're going to need to chat a little bit if I'm to move in with you. But anyways, that beside the point, I moved to Chicago. That's why. Um, Ooh, what's the grossest food combination? Ooh, that's a really difficult question. Um, I think in terms of gross food combos, um, I think anything that combines like really just dynamic levels of sour and sweet are usually not good food combos or like aggressively savory and then something spicy. Like, if someone put a, you know, a, a, 
oh, what's that pepper called? Oh, like a ghost pepper. If someone put a ghost pepper in my stuffing, I think I would cry for days and just die on the inside because that would be horrible. Uh, somebody uh, put like a, a super sour, you know, uh, Jolly Rancher in my chocolate. I would probably be pretty sad about that. So I think I think those kinds of like taste combos are the kinds of things that I would really internally cringe over. And then just in terms of like grossness factor, I think any time you add something that like just turns a gross color is something that I can't do. Like if you're going to put something, oh, I don't know. I say that and then I can't come up with any good explanation off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> like, you know how in art class, when you're in elementary school, you just like take a bunch of markers and you just draw over the same spot with like a bunch of different colors and then it just turns brown because it's just like color overload. I feel like that with food would be just disgusting. Like if you put something yellow like mac and cheese with something green like a cucumber with something red like ketchup with something, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. I <laughs> just a bunch of different colors and tastes and textures just all wrapped into one would be so disgusting. Uh, that I just would not be able to eat it. Um, I mean, if someone wanted to make something that disgusting and then give me, you know, money to eat it, I might reconsider. But <laughs> in terms of just pure enjoyment factor, oh man, I don't think I could eat anything where it's just like you combine so many different foods that it just like, oh God, remember when people used to make those like, uh, Happy Meal shakes or something like that. Like they would bring a bunch of different ingredients from McDonald's and just put it into a smoothie blender and just smoothie that crap up. Oh my God. I don't think I could ever, ever eat that. That sounds so disgusting. And I can't believe whoever came up with that did it, but huh, just, ugh. anyways, um, I want to end the pod on a happy note. Uh, Honestly, I haven't thought about this quote in a while, but it, 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 I, I thought about it recently when quarantine was starting up. It's like a quote from Mr. Rogers. Um, one time I think a child kind of like asked him a question about what we do during the hard times and he said, Whenever um, something big happens and it's scary and... I'm paraphrasing, sorry. I I should say that right off the bat. Whenever something happens and it's really scary and, you know, big and what, you know, you don't know what to do, look to the helpers. There will always be people in big, scary situations whose immediate first thought is to go and help people. Like, you see that. Um, I remember being really inspired after the uh, shooting in Orlando at Pulse. 
um, that, you know, you just saw this huge, huge line of people lining up to donate blood that same day. And that really made me, you know, I think it made me cry. It just touched my heart so much. And, you know, in times like these, when we're all isolated because of the pandemic, um, try to help each other out, you know, become that helper that Mr. Rogers wants us all to be, you know, uh, we're, we're adults now, uh, we're no longer kids. And so if we can help even one person in our life or a stranger or something like that, then we're going to make this world a better place. We just are. And I, I mean, I firmly believe that, uh, So yeah, become the helper. Just do one thing. Reach out to one person. Even if it's trying to pick up someone's spirits during this crisis. um, You know, like I said at the beginning, call a friend you haven't talked to in a really long time. Check in with them. Make sure they're doing well. Make sure that they're stocked up on supplies. Make sure they're healthy. Uh, Make sure if they are in a job that is essential that you're giving them support and you know just be kind to each other be good to one another um yeah i think that's how i'm gonna wrap up the pod today i love you all um i don't care if we don't know each other i love you um and stay safe out there friendos i really care about you all um wash your hands be well take care of each other, take care of your family, take care of your friends, take care of strangers. All right, that's it. See ya.